Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Third Shifter Podcast. This is a special, uh, kind of a little Christmas edition. I'm your host, Judd Severy, and uh, Merry Christmas to everybody who is listening. This is, um, I kind of recorded the other part earlier, and I am already kind of regretting that I don't have any background music to it. And probably, right now, you are listening to, uh, some uh, background music I got going on for this part, and I, well, I kind of wish I did a little bit more. I'm still learning learning some of this uh, newer technology that we got, and I am going to pause this. I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm going to pause it for now, and I just want to tell you what we're doing tonight. Tonight, um, everybody's doing, talk, doing the Christmas story. They're talking about a little town of Bethlehem, uh, the... Uh, as I'm playing right here, Oh Holy Night. If you walk out, you're probably going to church. You're probably are seeing uh, there the Christmas story being played out. Uh, some sort of a Christmas uh, choir being sung tonight. But there's one thing I, I've noticed over the years that nobody ever really gets too much conversation about, and that is Joseph. We don't ever really think much about Joseph other than he is uh jesus's earthly father and i'm using the word earthly father In other words he is not the uh you know his biological father he's his stepfather and what kind of gets to me a little bit is how we never put things in joseph's perspective we know he was a righteous man he was uh at the very beginning of the gospels we hear that he is betrothed to mary mary being his uh uh well, at that moment, his uh, engaged wife. And what is goes on is, now, we, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I want you to think for a little bit. He has his young bride, who in back then, she'd be incredibly young, even by today's standards. I mean, incredibly young. And I'm not talking high uh, out, just out of high school. I'm talking possibly what we would consider a middle school age. Uh, life was very different back then, so he had this very young wife who comes up to him, well, not engaged, you know, fiancé, for a better term, who comes up to him one day and just says, I am pregnant, but don't worry, it's the child of God. And I want you just to kind of put yourself into his shoes, what he's going through, and the, the guy that he is, he is going to put her away according to the law of Moses, but he's also going to do it in a fashion that is not going to be disgraceful to her. He's going to try to do it very quietly. And other than than after, uh, other than that, you know, we hear him, all the angel of the Lord comes to him and uh, tells him to take the child, you know, the wife and the child. And then next thing we know, it's the big famous scene. The big thing that he's famous for is going to Bethlehem. You know, for you know the census and so on and so forth, we don't think about it. We never think about what he's going through. His ter- his inner turmoil, and I kind of hope I touch a little bit on that um, as we get into this a bit more. And I want to just thank you all for listening. Next month, I am going to be presenting uh, new content, and I am really hoping that I have figured out this technology that I'm not going to. Uh, blow everything out or and ruin blow people's eardrums or miss edit stuff 
Matter of fact, on the other part, uh, there is some editing that I should do, but uh, because I went through it twice trying to edit and I end up really messing things up, um, I just chose not to edit. So in the second part, as I am going through the reading and just talking about Joseph and what's going on, please understand uh, it's the editing is not done only because... I'm still trying to figure out this newer technology and trying to come to grips with it. And it's, <laughs> I mean, fun. Uh, I am not a tech savvy individual. So, uh, consider it a little extra, uh, a little extra entertainment. And once again, everybody, Merry Christmas. And let's go on with the show. Thank you. Hello everyone, and I'm, I'm not going to keep this very long. Um, it is Christmas, it is the holidays, and I know there's a lot we all want to get done. With that being said, I want to talk about Joseph for just a moment. You see, we all focus on Mary, you know, the miraculous conception, her being impregnated basically by the Holy Spirit. Uh, there was no physical beings present to... Um, to conceive uh, Christ our Lord. Now, with that being said, she was engaged to Joseph. And we don't really think about Joseph. He was just the earthly father of Jesus. All right, and for whatever reason, uh, when Jesus went to start his, mystery, his ministry, I can't talk right now, I'm sorry, uh, Joseph wasn't present. You know, Mary was. Uh, Jesus had brothers and sisters who obviously at the beginning kind of renounced him probably thought of him as being kind of crazy in a crackpot but obviously at some point after his resurrection they just you know they were more accepting of him and I'm not going to get too much into that not, because I want to talk about Joseph you see he was of the mind when when the miraculous uh, conception occurred, he was going to put her away. He didn't know that this was a child of God. Matter of fact, when she confronted him about it, he thought, well, Mary kind of went off the deep end. And so he was going to put her away quietly. He was going to just, you know, try and keep it as uh, calm and cool as he possibly could. And I'm sure he had a lot of people encouraging him to, you know, get rid of her you know she's lost it she's something you know whatever it happened however you know whether it be uh through a traumatic experience that she got impregnated or she went off and slept with somebody else willingly uh she needs to be put away guy you know she's probably not worth it but that didn't happen why he had to be convinced he was convinced by an angel of the Lord who told him the truth. And he was encouraged to go ahead, take Mary to be his wife. And when the child was born, they named him Jesus. And that's what happened. He took Mary to be his wife. Now, we need to remember that there was the whole nine months. The whole nine months that were 
I'm sure outside of that angel, Joseph had thoughts. Am I doing the right thing? Am I the crazy one? You know, I know this is not my child. But he hung in there. I'm sure he had great tremendous doubts and hesitations the closer the due date came. And I'm also sure that when the time of the census came around for him to return to Bethlehem to tell to uh to register, he uh I'm sure I, I would be surprised me if he also had some well, thoughts going on there. And I'm sure that when he got there, you know, he, that was, from my understanding, the best way to describe it, that was his hometown. He was from Bethlehem, or at least his family was. The family there rejected him. You know, they, it, you know, I wouldn't be surprising that they were refusing to give him and Mary a place to sleep. Well, just because of Mary. So, go to the inn. There's no room at the inn. What happens next? He's offered a place. A bet in the stable. Place where there's only animals. And I've always envisioned in my mind where that perhaps it was the innkeeper who once realizing that Mary was pregnant and that this just wasn't a husband and wife traveling that, you know, there's a child involved knowing that he still did not have room did his best, best to accommodate them by, well, giving them the stable. And then you got to think, all that transpired that night. You know, I've always envisioned, you know, when the baby was born, that, you know, you would see animals perhaps giving a some sort of a bow, you know, and Joseph picking up on that, kind of helping him reaffirm that, you know, yes, this is not my child, but something greater. And you have the shepherds coming in. You know, they were told of the child. And, you know, you had the, the whole Bethlehem star, you know, shining down where the baby was. Where, where the baby was. I'm sure that was also a big boost for him. Not to mention, days later, days, weeks, not, whatever it was, here come the Magi. The Magi who were told by, you know, who were following the star, lost track of it by the time they got to Jerusalem, who, you know, eventually through Herod were found out where the baby was supposed to be born. So, while doing that, they found him, they went, worshipped the, the baby in a manger, in a stable, not in a palace, you know, not in some place of grandeur but in a main but in a stable with once again there's animals and you know stuff that you know probably animal dung all over the place but not only that not only did they come to worship him they left them gifts I'm sure that also kind of left things going through Joseph's mind about just how big this situation really is something that's bigger than him it also wouldn't surprise me if the thoughts that were going through his head that he realized this is the Christ, the Messiah, the one who's come to save Israel, not just Israel, but the world, that 
this is going to be a child, a person who he's not going to be able to teach. Sure, he, uh, I'm sure he'd probably have to teach him some fundamentals, as this is God in the flesh. This is somebody who's humbled themselves from being on the most high to being one of us. I'm sure there are some things that we're going to have to be taught. But Jesus, I mean, Joseph knew deep in his heart, I'm assuming, because there's very little written about Joseph other than he was a righteous man, that this is a, going to be a child that he wasn't going to be teaching. Matter of fact, it was going to be the other way around. That the child was going to be teaching him, and I'm, I'm not talking about how the, the philosophy today of, you know, you you'll hear parents, oh, I've learned all this from my kids, how to do this. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about this is a child who was born to be the savior of the world. Okay, so <laughs> unless your child is. Born to be a savior of the world. I doubt there's anything your child can teach you. Okay? Now. So they got all the you know the gifts from the Magi. And I'm sure the Magi kind of spoke to him a little bit about Herod. Things, you know, perhaps how Herod was acting when he learned of the birth of the, you know, the king of the Jews. And after all, King Herod was, uh, he was... You know, king of you know, the earthly king of Israel. He was the king of the Jews, even though he was pretty much appointed by by Rome. He was a pawn of Rome. With that being said, I'm sure you know they they were kind of giving him a little bit of a warning, knowing now later that night or at some at at some point for the angel of the Lord to come back to Joseph telling him to get Mary and the child and take them to Egypt because there were people there who wanted to kill him. And that is what he did. Use I always envisioned, you know, since you know they described Joseph as being a righteous man, I'm sure that he gave something to the innkeeper as a, as a thank you for the hospitality for at least giving them the manger the stables to sleep in and he left went to went to Egypt for a time and while there obviously we all read Herod sent soldiers to Bethlehem and to surrounding towns and killed all the newborn sons ages you know from two years old and under that just a complete brutal monstrosity of an act. And right after that was done, Herod died. Now, after he died, obviously, they were given Joseph. Once again, the angel went to him, told him that those who wanted the child dead, they're now dead. So, Joseph once again packed up Mary and baby Jesus 
stuck them back up. And I imagine it was around this time where it was about time to present Jesus to the, to the priests in the temple and also for Mary to, you know, you know, to pay tribute for her cleansing and she had a baby. So there was, there was a, uh, a ritual cleansing that they, she was supposed to go through also. Just the 40 days were up. They presented Jesus to the high priest, high priest, Simeon. He was, you know, waiting. He was promised by the Lord that he was, wasn't going to pass until he saw the glory of God. And when his eyes came upon Jesus, he knew he had seen his glory. And there was a prophetess there named Anna who also praised God and told Mary of the hardships that she was going to face being the mother of Jesus and the things that he was going to go through and what it was going to do to her. Basically meaning he was he was going to be you know, crucified and be sacrificed for the, for the world. Now, and with that being said, they went back up to Nazareth in the city of Galilee. Just because obviously them being down there with a child around the age of all those other children who were, who were just recently slaughtered for his protection, they went to Nazareth. So, how many of us have ever been in a situation where we took on a child? We know the child wasn't ours. We became a step-parent. That's who Joseph was to Jesus. He was a stepfather. Now, you go on, there was, there's, there's one other account where uh, they obviously went to Jerusalem for the Passover. And while there, while there, they uh, went, you know, Jesus got separated from the group and uh, wandered into the temple. And was actually having discussions with the, uh, I believe they call them the doctors of law. You know, that would have been the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and they were just astonished at his knowledge. And so, you can imagine right now where, you know, when Mary and Joseph, they finally caught up to him. He was there for a few days before they were able to find him. And you, you can just imagine any mother, any father, whether, you know, your parents did it to you or you had to do it to your children where they took off running, even though it was a short period of time. And you're, it's that little fine line, that cross, that intersection where you're so happy that they're alive and yet you are scolding them for wandering off we, we've all had that happen we've all had our children wander off on us and we're elated that they're found and at the same time we're scolding you know you're hugging them and kissing them because you found them and then you're, at the same time you're scolding them for wandering off I imagine that's what Mary and Joseph were both doing and when they asked him what he was doing there he said did you not know I'd be attending to my father's business so, at a young age, Jesus knew who his real father was. And they said, Mary held these things in her heart. Now, why would why would that be said of Mary instead of Joseph? Why wouldn't Joseph have said that? Well, I'm sure it were in his heart. He knew. He had the visitation of the angels that I've already spoke about. That is because 
by the time Jesus' ministry came around, Joseph was no longer in the picture. And I think it's easy to say that him being much older than Mary, because it, it was very common back then to, uh, for old, much older men to marry much younger women. Now, when I mean younger, we're talking 14, 15 years old. That's younger, okay? Although we would we would look at you know we would discuss today, but that was very commonplace back then. So Mary was she was barely a teenager when she had Jesus, okay. Now those are some safe assumptions, and so it's very safe to assume that Jesus that Joseph was being much older than Mary. He passed away before Jesus' ministry had started up. And as I said before, they had other children, and those, and you can actually, as you go through the Gospels, you'll see where it seems like the his brothers and sisters basically kind of, you know, think of him as a crackpot. Meaning, you know, there was the incident where they, Mary and his brothers and sisters, they went to uh, try and get him when he was speaking, and they when he was told that his mother and brothers and sisters were there to get him, he said, who is my mother? Who is my brothers and sisters? And he basically just pointed to the crowd and said, these are my brothers and sisters. So, it's safe to assume that they didn't like Jesus. He was probably... So, with that being said, as we get ready for our, this Christmas season for this holidays that we're about to have instead of giving you the traditional nativity story that I'm sure we're all going to be hearing a million times probably at church around the Christmas tree let's give the story of uh, Joseph him or is he Joshua? I'm sorry. I keep saying Joseph, it's Joshua. Or, I can't remember. But just remember, the things that he went through, the emotional turmoil that I'm almost 100% sure he, he went through, and just know that at the end, he got to see the coming of the Messiah and even got to watch him grow up for a period of time. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, everybody. And God bless.